Welcome to Passion Fruits, a passion project for passionate people. I'm your banana hammock, Daniel. You've said that already. <laughs> I don't think I have. Yes, you have. I think I said that in the, the Scratch Metallica episode oh, that we okay. gave to everybody. All right. Well, I'm your nectarine ninny. What? Adam. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like something from Redwall. <laughs> oh, what? oh, boy. Uh, yes. Uh, so welcome to Passion Fruits Podcast. What do we do on this podcast, Adam? Well, uh, I'd say first we have to answer what a podcast is. Oh, what is a podcast? Well, uh, a podcast is like radio for the internet. <laughs> the internet radio. The internet radio. All right. Perfect. Uh, on this podcast, if we talk about... Uh, we, we, we talk about a lot of different subjects, Daniel, yes. and uh, in particular, those subjects, uh, we, we discuss what takes someone from being a casual fan of that subject yeah. or person, uh -huh. if they're a stalker, right. uh, to, <laughs> <laughs> Did you just listen to our Simpsons episode? No, I did not. We talk about what takes someone from being a casual fan to being a passionate fanatic about that thing. So it's 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 a lot of fun. It's very it's been a lot of fun so far. It's been a while. Been a while. It's been a lot of fun. Yes, we're yeah we're here to talk today about something that I am. I'd say relatively passionate about, and, and more was passionate about, passionate about when I was younger. Yes, but this is kind of our, um, have we done books yet? We've done we, comic books. We have not done like a, liter a piece of liter literary, literary work. Literary yet. masterpiece. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is uh, the subset. You were, uh, that the... <laughs> The music episodes were our Passion Fruits um, listening station episodes, while this is the Passion Fruits book club episode. Yes. Uh, so today we are talking about the fantasy book series, Red Wall. Ooh. Da, 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 Red Wall, Red Wall. <laughs> it's about mice. And hares and beavers. And... and uh, horses, horses. Well, and not so rats. much horses. Well, horses, rats and stoats and ferrets and badgers. <laughs> Here we go. And Let's otters, list all the voles, moles. A lot of mammals. Yes. Are there amphibians? There are amphibians. Mm. So in this, uh -oh. in, in the one that you were supposed <laughs> to go. read, yeah, we'll Daniel. get into that. Why I could not read it. Uh, I just learned how to read a couple weeks ago. Oh, congratulations. And the words were too big. So. Hashtag lawyers. <laughs> yes. Oh. The words were Boom. too big, Adam. Mm. Well, you have to sound them out. <laughs> so like... I see. <laughs> the Red Wall series. So you want to you wanna just hop into it here? Uh, let's hop like rabbits. Uh, <laughs> let's hop like rabbits, Adam. The character in this book is a hare. Well, Thank you very much. so are we talking... Um, are we talking about, uh, let's, yeah, let's hop into it. Because okay, we're like, not just going to talk about the Red Wall book. Correct. We're going to talk about the series. Yes, the and series. And it spans many, many books. Many, many books. And we're going to talk about each one. It's going to take about an hour for each, so yeah. <laughs> strap it on. And, strap uh, it on. <laughs> get ready for a wild ride. Yeah, so in this book club, we're going to, I'm just going to, it's actually just an audiobook version of Red yeah. Wall. Oh, yeah. So we're just going to read it. Oh, so, let's do some voices. Ah, yes. Uh, All right. So, chapter one. Wait, why are you doing a voice for reading the chapter? Wouldn't it be a voice for it's the my, characters? It's my narration voice. Oh, sorry. All right. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I haven't Chap listened. Chapter one. You know what's best about audiobooks is when there are two people doing it. So one person can interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, chapter one. Go ahead. Matthias cut a comical little figure as he wobbled his way along the <laughs> along the cloisters. So much. Alli- oh my God! Is this where you got your alliteration from? No. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Damn it! Are you Brian Jacques? I am. So all right. So so Redwall. Oh God. How do you pronounce Brian? J A C Q U E S. Is it Jacques? Jacques? J- Jacks? I Jacks? I've always said Brian Jacks. I was pronouncing it a lot recently because I was just like Brian Jacks. I probably say Jacks. Okay, which is kind I, of not probably proper, but well, I I never knew how to pronounce it, so I always did it as Brian Jacks. But I I was listening to the, to an audiobook version of one of the Ooh. Redwall series and is Jacks. I I would assume Jacks is probably more. Uh, proper and more in line with whatever nationality or ethnicity that name comes from cambodian Cambodian. (laughs) (laughs) that is that is truly a nigerian last name (laughs) the uh if you look at the wikipedia article brian jocks totally looks like uh nigerian and not like a white dude that wrote about animals (laughs) in a fantasy setting (laughs) All right. All right. Anyways. Let's hop into like yes. little rabbits in Redwall. Yes, yes, yes. So, little hairs um, to on set, your head. To set the stage. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Passion Fruitspedia section. Do you want to read off the Passion Fruitspedia section? I mean, it's you're the one who's very passionate about this. You're okay. the one who's very passionate Fruitspedia about this. So we could, just, we could split it up. So sure. you read the first sentence. Yeah. So Redwall <laughs> is a series of children's fantasy novels. Written by the British writer, oh, he's British. <laughs> Whoops, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> uh, Ryan Jacks from 1986 to 2011. It is also the title of the first book of the series, published in 1986, as well as the name of the Abbey featured in the book, and is the name of an animated TV series based on three of the novels, Redwall. Uh, Matt Tameo and Martin the Warrior, which first aired in 1999. The book. <laughs> well, let's stop doing this. <laughs> Just the whole, um, the whole podcast. <laughs> so, so let's uh, let, let's uh, let's start from there. So the name the the name Redwall is the the series is centered on this huge stone abbey, which is basically a huge, like, church, right. essentially. Like, yeah, a British church. Yeah. Episcopalian, most likely. Really? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> We're getting into it. All right, let's get religious, um, everybody. But uh, Let's get religious. Religious. Let's get religious, baby. Sounds like, sounds like I'm in church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like some weird, like alt Christian. What, what churches co- did you go alt Christian cover? I don't know. Like revivals. When the, yeah, when these like new age churches where they have like guitars and well, stuff. Hold on, let me get playing. the snake I have in my out of my pants. <laughs> you can wrap oh. it around your neck. Oh. <laughs> Got him, everybody. It's my boa constrictor. God, Adam, mind in the gutter. Um, so red wall. Yep. So the. There, they are, and I, I don't like the. I don't necessarily like the characterization characterization of them as children's books. We can get into that. Yeah. Um. Um. um let's synchronize our ums. Ready? Uh, uh, but yeah. So, so Redwall was a. Uh, it's ba- the the whole 
these series of stories are based around this abbey. Yes. Um, and all the creatures that live in the abbey. Uh-huh. Um, there have been 22 novels. Oh, my God. Um, which is pretty crazy, actually. True. I mean, fucking better than George R. R. Martin. Am yeah. I right? Oh, high oh. five. Yeah. <laughs> no, wow. That was a really bad high five. Uh, <laughs> I knocked my headphones <laughs> off. Um, Such was the shockwave of the high five. <laughs> Boo, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, and I, I don't know if I, I, th- I always thought the novels were a little bit older than that. Um, as it, cause I guess I started reading them in the mid nineties. Uh, but then, and, and read them throughout, but I was, it wasn't like this like new age series to right. me when it came out. I would agree that I don't think they're like children's books, but I will, uh, until up until now, I thought I, I kind of considered them to be more young adult, Yeah, but maybe it's like ages eight to 13 is a good age for red wall books or maybe for a 29 slash 30 year old that, <laughs> that read them recently or <laughs> the, the 30 year old who tried to read it recently had a very <laughs> tough time uh but we're still in passion fruits PA. Yes. we're not so, in story time uh i'd say the, the defining characteristic of the books is that the characters are all anthem of anthrop anthrop yes <laughs> they're all anthropomorphic animals yes of some sort so and they're all capable capable of speech right um they have different dialects and then which are which are actually written out as different dialects right as like uh um like accents if you will yeah um british and accents and other kinds of accents yeah i mean like the moles have like a southern drawl together, southern drawl a mole um <laughs> uh and the as we said before, like kind of the, the typical book has uh, details a a time period within the Redwall Abbey timeline, right? Because um, they're not they weren't written chronologically. No, um, you kind of have to go between a bunch to read them all chronologically. Yeah. And they're like each book has like a couple different main storylines and there's usually one storyline that is that takes place in the abbey and like right. the activities around the abbey usually surrounding some sort of like threat to oh, the God. abbey and then the second one is usually a quest of some sorts like Damn. like a smaller band of the uh, anthropomor- anthropomorphic animals uh going off to like find a solution to the problem that's at the abbey like uh i bet i i'm sure there's a red wall D campaign out there that would be really interesting. It would be. Um, the let's uh, not speak on it further, though. <laughs> trying to explain why yeah. it would be interesting. <laughs> no, I, I, that would be cool though, because you've got all different character classes. Because yeah. like the, the Redwall books are are known for having like very very distinct character archetypes. True. Yeah. Uh, both from like the good versus evil standpoint, and for like their specific skills. Yeah. Um, I'd be a mole. <laughs> <laughs> what is the mole? Uh, we're a little bit short and stocky and dig really well. And love to eat. <laughs> That's what I've always said. What? Yeah. I've always said that you dig really well <laughs> and you love to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, um, before he goes to bed, Adam digs a hole in the backyard, <laughs> gets a bunch of burritos, <laughs> sits down in the mud, <laughs> eats. Uh, God, the worst part of a podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, books. Yes. Red books. wall books. Um, yeah. So that, that's, that's 
that's the main that's the main and and the the stories are fantasy right. clearly because they're like animals right but they're they also not overly magical like there's no. not a ton of like, it's 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 as if you're you're reading a uh, kind of medieval times, medieval, medieval era. times, <laughs> like the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a, a medieval era story, but based with animals, essentially. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, it's not like there's no, and I'm not remembering all the books perfectly, but there are like no wizards or anything like that. No. And the the neat thing that I think about the books that I think about the books that that you read through them is the fact that there is like a fair bit of lore associated with it to the extent uh, lore and, and to that extent it's Redwall has been uh, compared to Lord of the Rings yeah. as far as how deep the history goes within, right. within the, within the community as well as the um, kind of a, like a, a more kid, kid friendly Lord of the Rings. If totally. You will. Is there like a Redwall Cimmerillion? Out there, I don't know. I would. I don't. I think Brian Jacks was too busy making money off of uh, all the novels he was putting out to put put out like a similarly. Yeah, he, he was too busy writing so many novels because I mean he wrote a ton. He wasn't dicking around um, and had anything released posthumously. Yeah, and he never had any because I was really curious about this because of the volume of curious novels. like a mouse. <laughs> Like a like a <laughs> monkey, maybe like Curious George. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> um, but they never. He never ghost had anything ghost written. Interesting. It was always like it was always just him. But and he he passed in like 2011, 2012 or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, but he. Uh, so sim- similarly enough, you know, some of the critiques about the books is that they're overly um, simplistic as mm. far as the plot lines. Yeah. Either it's like a, it's like a good sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> for, like The Simpsons. Yeah, yes, <laughs> Simpsons and Red Bull together as one. Um, and yeah, and maybe over uh, an overly simplistic view of like good versus evil as well. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we we can we can hop into yeah. Let's well. um let's hop into cacao corner and um cacao. get some marshmallows. Uh, it is really fucking hot out. I know for a couple of our recent episodes, we've talked about how fucking hot it is. So get your iced cocoa, maybe a iced frappuccino. Oh, guess what? I had oh, hot God. cocoa last night for dessert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, mark that down in your journals. <laughs> yes. Add a, add cocoa for dessert last night. Oh, no, but it was, the, you... co- it was the cocoa that Braxton gave us oh, for wow. his episode. Well, yes. it's shout out to Braxton. Uh, thank you, Braxton. Was that your first cup of Braxton's cocoa. It was wink, um, <laughs> wink. <laughs> yeah. Well, finally, uh, yeah, I'm sure that you, uh, uh, I'm sure that you enjoyed it. Can you give us a review? The cocoa was delicious. <laughs> it right. was very rich and, and and a little bit more um, had a little bit more kind of oh god <laughs> had a little more complex flavor profile than your standard Swiss Miss. <laughs> So it wasn't just like straight melted right, chocolate. Right, right, right. It had a little bit of like a little bit of bite. Oh, like wow. not as much milk, maybe a little bite. bit of dark chocolate in there. Nice. Man, so, so it truly was like cacao. Yes. Not like yeah. cocoa. Yeah. Well then, yeah. God, after that glowing review, let's hop into it and um <laughs> farting around in the cocoa corn. Yeah, so let's uh oh, farting around. <laughs> so <Who> Adam you <laughs> How did you get into Redwall and the Redwall series? Because 
we'll talk we'll talk to you first since you're very passionate yes relatively very passionate about red wall yeah to and, me yeah um red wall has always been a book series that was very near and dear to my heart and it was always it's it was one of those comfort reads like i read this like the original red wall i can't countless times like a good mug of cocoa and a nice fuzzy blanket on a yes. warm on a cold winter's night exactly on a hot summer's night <laughs> nothing better <laughs> got the so ac cranked all the way up <laughs> really contributing to global warming and climate change yes. <laughs> thanks <laughs> um so i started reading the red wall series back when i was I, i'm probably in elementary school i gotcha. would imagine like fourth or fifth grade gotcha um it, I, they were some of the first like big chapter books that I read gotcha. in the sense of like, you know, more than a hundred pages yeah. and like some of the books like, uh, Madame Mayo and a couple of them are like me, like three, 400 pages. Yeah. Long. Um, but yeah, just significant from my, we will hands. <laughs> How could you even carry them? Or hold them up? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're truly like novels. They're not, you know, pared down to, fit the audience brian yeah. jocks didn't um condescend or uh patronize no you he did not you specifically he was writing for you adam yes thank you brian <laughs> uh, thank you brian <laughs> and what really what i what i think that i liked about them and i think what really appealed to a lot of the a lot of the the readers was as we said before they're realistic enough so like you could like imagine like go outside and like play red wall kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, and every book was, a, is more or less a coming of age story for the main character. Gotcha. So not just the original one, red wall, which follows the stereo, the tale of Matthias, right. But all the others, whether it be like the long patrol, but every book has its character. Usually someone, usually the character is younger. They're trying to find their way, trying to find their identity. Right. Um, and it's, uh, once again, they they were just, uh, and the plot lines are similar enough between the books that you knew what you were getting into, and there was like a nice sense of accomplishment when you finished them. Yeah. So, um, what? So, in your school, when you were getting into the Redwall books, were a lot of other people getting into the Redwall books, or? I don't. I don't think so. I know that they were. There were more of us reading them, but there were. Uh, I don't know. Like my school. I didn't mean for this to be such a stumper, but <laughs> I can't remember. I was so weird. I still am. Still cool. am weird. Like I would like sit and read books in the lunchroom. God, in, nerd. In like elementary, nerd. elementary middle school. <laughs> nerd. I didn't know I was doing such a podcast with a nerd. You should have Such known. a podcast. A podcast with such a nerd. Um, nerd, Adam. No. <laughs> I thought you were the coolest kid ever. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, See, you are, but. <laughs> the... So I, I think so, but I think a lot more, at least my friends, it was more Harry Potter around that same time period. Gotcha. Uh, there were, and really, I, I don't remember, like my friends and I didn't talk a ton about like what, like we didn't have our daily. You didn't have a book club? No. <laughs> I knew that I, I was a voracious reader though. Like, like I a would, vole, a voracious vole? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Alliteration. Yeah, I was just <laughs> stooping down to your level. Wow, stooping, stooping. <laughs> yeah. Think you should elevate yourself, nope. too. <laughs> uh, well, cool. Um, so getting further, kind of um, talking about the getting into the Redwall books, yeah. did it help you discover other books? 
Or yeah. did, were, um, it how did you discover yeah. other Redwall books? I was like going to say, or did it just make you go read more Redwall books? Yeah, so the I think the the after you read a few of them and you, so I was always really curious to figure out the the overarching timeline between all of them. And so by the time I really started getting into the series, there were like you know eight or nine books out, right? Which and at that point in time, more other people were asking about the the overall timeline. So it was fun to put them in chronological order, read through them and like find the connections between all of them. So you'd see uh, certain characters be really young, like Dibbons or babies in one, in one book and then be like elders of the Abbey in another book. Right. So you really like the lore and all that stuff yes. surrounding it. Yeah. Like even, so there's um, uh, a book called Moss Flower, which yes. is the story of when, Martin the Warrior comes to Mossflower Wood and uh-huh. starts the Abbey. Oh God! Um, but the there is a castle, right? Um, in Mossflower Wood, basically where the lake, where the Red Wall, like pond, such lake stands now. Uh-huh. Um, and the, the the story goes that basically uh, at the end of the book, they the the castle gets flooded. Oh God! And it's torn down uh-huh. and. The evil inhabitants of the castle, which are cats, by the way. Oh my um, god! Uh, <laughs> they they get driven out of Mossflower. But in later books, uh, it is shown that remnants of that castle still remain underneath the lake, and that the kind of caverns beneath are are, are also underneath the Redwall Abbey. So they're like, it, it's oh, wow. really like you have like little points throughout all of the books right. that connect the dots, which yeah. I which I thought was really cool. Um, and then uh, you've got not just that coming of age aspect, but the uh, like you start to understand the archetypes of yeah. all the characters and yeah, you, you just kind of piece together the world that the, that Redwall lives in. Yeah. So one of my favorite parts about the Redwall books is like the maps at the beginning of each Ooh, book. Oh, you're a map guy. Oh, huh? huge map dork. <laughs> so like, I, I flip back and forth like oh, when man. they were like traveling on their journeys like, like oh, they're at the See, mountains now. I've always found that annoying in those kinds of books. <laughs> like Lord of the Rings, like, uh, maybe I should just tear out that page and pin it up on my wall uh, and look at it at night. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, um, so, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into it. I would like to hear your perspective because you you are familiar with the books, correct? Uh, I mean, yeah, I am very familiar with the books, and I believe we have. I think my parents still have all of them. We actually have a signed copy of um, Luke the Warrior, Ooh, which was one of the recent yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, Luke the Warrior, which was one of the most recent ones um, that Brian Jacques. We met him and he signed it. What? Uh, I know I should have brought it in, but I was worried that you would. Did uh, you shake his hand? <laughs> probably when I was little, yeah. Did you wash it? I was, <laughs> <laughs> if you did, why? <laughs> I wanted to bring it in, but I was worried that you would um, drool on it and it would ruin the signature. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> or you would, you would get your burrito and dirt paws oh, all over yeah. it. Well, that's fair. Uh, you would bury it in your hole in the back. <laughs> Um, but so we, I believe I've read most of the books. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember reading like Redwall. I think the long patrol was my favorite Redwall book. Sure. I really like that one about the, that 
so, hares and the rabbits. That's and, actually one of my favorites as well. Nice. Yeah. We finally have something in common. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I honestly, I should have had you read that one instead. I, I brought that one back home from my parents' house, okay. um, and I may read it. Um, but so I remember it's kind of a similar story to you uh, around fourth or fifth grade, getting into the Redwall books and reading a bunch of them. Um, probably like the first three, I remember reading Martin the Warrior, Redwall. Hold on, I'm going to look up at your books. Yeah. I remember reading Matameo, Mat- Long Patrol, as Mat- I said. Matameo was dark. Yeah. It's so like, Matameo is the sequel to Redwall. Like, literally, it's Matthias, the main character from the original Redwall book. It's his son, Matameo. And they get, his son gets abducted and enslaved right. and taken to basically, like, some weird under underground... Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's really dark. No, yeah, and yeah, and it, that's why kind of us talk referring back to our Passion Fruitspedia section. Why I don't really consider them children fantasy books. They're definitely more young adult books because while they're animals and stuff, it deals with some heady, heady issues yeah. and heavy subjects. Um, so I remember reading a lot. I remember in like third or fourth grade doing a book report on Matthias the Warrior. Um, Martin the Warrior. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. What? I remember saying the name Matthias a lot in that book report. I was bad at writing back then. So maybe I was talking about just Redwall. Um, but I I did not get into the lore as much as you did. Okay. Um, which may be why... A kind of spoiler for um, why I heart Redwall later in the episode. Um, why I had trouble reading it again, trying to get mm-hmm. back into it and remember why I liked it so much. But I didn't really get into the lore. Um, I don't think I rem- like de- definitely didn't read, try and like piece them all together chronologically. Really, what happened was around that time, I remember like third grade maybe fourth grade, the first Harry Potter book came out. Mm, yeah. And like fifth grade, the second Harry Potter book came out. Yeah. And that was the book series that I really, really liked. I, I really wonder like what... So if Redwall came out in the mid-80s, so there was that gap between the mid-80s and like the mid mid to late 90s when Harry Potter came out. Yeah. Like if Harry Potter had not come out, like if Redwall would have been more popular? I don't know. Question for the scholars and the ages. Mm. <laughs> All right, let's we take wonder. let's take a thirty minute uh, silence break here on the podcast. <laughs> We're just going to not say anything and think <laughs> about it. Um, so yeah, and unlike you, they weren't really my comfort books. Okay. Um, yep. Harry Potter was like my comfort book. Um, trying to think, so, I was. I mean, I was reading like. In like middle school, I was reading like The Grapes of Wrath and, um, you know, War and Peace <laughs> and Don Quixote. Uh, yeah, I was really just reading some uh, heady, uh, there's that word again, heady subjects. Uh, so, you know, I was uh, children's books. <laughs> just kidding. After you got out of preschool, you're like, none of this crap <laughs> Time anymore. Time for Leo Tolstoy. <laughs> um, the, I mean, it's like Redwall was my comfort books, but because I read so much, like I, I fairly quickly graduated. And I, so I'm also one person 
a person that sim- reads multiple books simultaneously. Oh, which you're I one kn- of those people. I, I am one of those people. <laughs> um, so I remember that's also when my Star Wars obsession started, ah. which we'll talk about on a, on a later episode. Oh, yeah. um, and then I was also introduced to kind of like the Tom Clancy-esque Ooh. type books in like middle school. Yeah, some of all fears and yeah. those books. And that's actually reflecting on my bookshelves now of having Dale Brown, Dan Brown, Tom Clancy, um, some of the, you know, Vince Flynn type authors. Right. So I like Redwall was always there, but I definitely moved on to like cooler books. Oh yeah, of course. Time. Yeah. But then I yeah, for whatever reason I was like, oh, I'd like to read some Redwall. So. Yeah. Um, well, let's hop into, uh, why I heart red wall. Yeah. Um, do you want to take a little break? Yes. Let's All take right. a, let's take a, a wee little break, hot break and just poop out some ideas about red wall. <laughs> Every we'll be, break. Something about poop. <laughs> we'll be right back. We back, everybody. We back. We in here. <laughs> um, so before we left for the break, we were going to hop into the Why I Heart Redwall section. Yes. Um, so Adam, let's talk more about your passion for Redwall. My passion for Redwall knows no bounds. <laughs> well, hopefully it knows some bounds. because We don't have forever to talk on this episode. La, 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 and Everybody la. would love that. But um, so... Tell me a little bit more about why uh, you just fell in love with these books. Yeah. So part of it is it was such a formative part of my young adult kind of like literary kind of molding, if you will. Yeah. Um, So there's definitely a lot of nostalgia along with it. And I think a part of that is it really sets a tone of kind of what is like good versus evil. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's one of the main critiques of the books is that it's a, it's a fairly black and white portrayal of who is good, who is bad. Right. Um, and especially aligned along species, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. Um, you can, you, it's kind of a, uh, we could get into that. Maybe our <laughs> podcast is not the one to tackle something like that, but, um, but go ahead. Yeah. It, it's, uh, you know, each species has a certain archetype that they, that holds pretty true, and I can I understand why Brian did that because it's easier to tell consistent stories when you don't constantly have to go back and write like an origin story for right. why each person. And in fairness, I th- in later books like The Outcast of Redwall uh. and The Pearls of Lutra, they have. Um, and even like moss flower, there are exceptions to the norm, right? If you will, yeah. Uh, but e- even then, um, part of my passion for it was like it really was just like a very formative part of how of what I grew up reading. Um, it introduced me to a lot of different vocabulary. Oh, uh, vocab! All right, yeah. let's test it out. Yeah. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Oh, anti-disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the meaning. Uh, anti-disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> it's something along the lines Here we of, go. Uh, Do really, nope. They you really took like too much Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, Can you use it in a, in a sentence, please? Uh, <laughs> I already did when I gave you the question. <laughs> uh, what is the meaning of... <laughs> um, but, yes, vocab, continue. 
Yes. Um, it, it was, it was that, but then like I said, it was just really setting up this whole world, this like fantasy world of, of characters that you started to bond with. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the, that was the wonderful thing about the books is that all the characters were flawed. Like there was no perfect hero character in the right. Redwall series. And, that's where a lot of the young adults could really see along with that of looking through and identifying with a lot of the trials and tribulations of a lot of these characters. Yeah. Young adults, like 22, 23 year olds. Yeah. Tw- 29, 30, <laughs> no, no biggie, bruh. You know, these are the perfect books for us. We're finally learning some bigger words. We can finally take our SATs. <laughs> but that was the, I, as I was preparing for this episode and looking back on it, like truly a lot of the questions of identity, a lot of the questions of, because there are a lot of um, like lost souls in the, mm. in the series, if you will, uh, which I find fascinating and really like, like we were saying before, like fairly heady subjects for yeah. like a, a book tailored towards, you know, tweens essentially. Um, listening to your Miley Cyrus and your yeah. Hannah Mon- White shit, Hannah Montana. Party in Miley the Cyrus. USA. Same person. Um, <laughs> what was that other um, white lady singer's name? Avril Lavigne. Sure. We can, <laughs> <laughs> we can say Avril Lavigne. He was a skater boy. He read Red Wall. He was named Adam, and I loved him. <laughs> Whoa. Who knew that Skater Boy was all about Adam? I did. <laughs> there was the that was the lost verse from uh, <laughs> Skater Boy. It was the Skater Boy B side. That, <laughs> that could be like a whole Redwall book about Avril Lavigne's love for Adam. And the, how would that how would that play out? <laughs> Avril Lavigne would be a mouse, and you would be a mouse. <laughs> uh, I'm it a mole. Itself. We've already established <laughs> right. that I'm a mole. Sorry, Avril Lavigne would be a mouse, and you would be a mole <laughs> and uh, <laughs> go ahead i'm writing the story in my head right now oh boy uh continue <laughs> um the i think the the, the books are also fun so that they're in, ah fun uh, <laughs> so that no they're in, like right going down a uh water slide fun yes, like, or whee! like <laughs> or like a <laughs> cup of cocoa fun a cup of cocoa fun. got it <laughs> uh, like they're always sorts of they're are always some form of riddles and, and problems that have to be overcome. And truly like the way the characters overcome them, I think are really creative. Are you a riddle guy? Uh, I would like to say I am, but I am terribly <laughs> unclever. <laughs> All right. Riddle me this. What is, um, two plus two? Four. The hardest riddle in the world. You did it. <laughs> oh, here's a riddle. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the riddle section of our two podcast. Co- two coins make up 30 cents. One is not a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> what are the two coins? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Wait, hold on. What was <laughs> yeah. there You have 30 cents made up okay. of two coins. Uh, One of the coins is not a nickel. Okay. What are the two coins? A quarter and a nickel. No, no, you got it. <laughs> well done. Dear Jesus. Uh, well, all right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to the Riddler. We're, we're <laughs> this like isn't the, our Batman episode. We're like the New York Times with yes. our crosswords and the riddles. The riddle and, section uh, that the New York Times we need, has. <laughs> we need our horoscope. Yeah. Uh, Libras, um, get ready for wild, wild month or wild week. 
Uh, okay. Uh, that was weird. So, so moving right along. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that I was reflecting back on to, um, and is that the books aren't tailored necessarily towards boys or girls. And there are a lot of examples of really strong female leadership in the yeah. books, which I think is really cool. And that's, I think for, for books that are geared towards this, this audience, I think it's really important. It was really important. Um, for, you know, strong female characters like Jess the Squirrel and Constance the Badger, who are like very powerful. So not only influential from a sense of how important the characters are, but just really good at fighting. Yeah. Too, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, um, there's a lot of fighting. Scary. Yeah, there, yeah, lots of vibrance. <laughs> Creatures <laughs> die all the time. Yeah. Scary. Very scary. Um, and then like I think the the other aspect about the books that I really liked was the food. So I, <laughs> no, oh. it's like the, sorry, I was not expecting you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> the descriptions of the food sound delicious. Mouthwatering. Yeah. Like <laughs> mm, candied chestnuts. And then my, I think my dad described to me, like gave me a candied chestnut. I was like, oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> you had been talking about it for months and months and months. And finally oh, they were yeah. like, here, eat this. The interesting thing that I, it, that I found as a pattern is that all the good guys, yes, adhere strictly to a veg- to a pescatarian diet. Oh, yeah, yeah, and all the bad guys eat meat. Oh God. Mm, um. Yeah. So, talking about food and the descriptions of food, have you read the uh, A Song of Ice and Fire, the Game of Thrones books? I have not. Okay, because uh, George R. R. Martin really likes to describe food, so you would probably love those books uh, just for the food descriptions I'm, alone. I'm like two chapters into A Song of Fire and Ice. Ice oh and Fire, yeah. man! Uh, but I and that's something I think is neat as far as how the books are constructed is it's part of that world building that Brian Jacks does is, totally. you know, they've got all these little songs and ditties, which I find a little bit annoying to be honest. <laughs> what? Um, but the, like just the description of the food and like how they have like watercress salad and like hot root, um, shrimp and hot root soup that mm. the otters make, <laughs> which I tried to make when I was a little kid. <laughs> That's adorable. I know. I didn't, what was your recipe? I had tomato soup and put a lot of pepper in it. <laughs> what? And like, like a steamed shrimp. Well, your parents were like, he was making a hot root soup, but it was just tomato soup. He could not become a top chef. He's not allowed to cook ever again. Oh, man. Uh, you could start your own blue apron type subscription service, but it'd be red wall apron. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun. Oh, oh well, I wasn't expecting the uh, food to be such yeah. a big part. Um, yeah. Go so, ahead, keep, continue. Uh, so, so I, it, as I said before, kind of the good, good versus evil aspect, the lore aspect, which I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, and I, and the lore aspect really got me thinking. And maybe it's just the way my brain works, as far mm. as how I, how I, um, kind of bond with certain book series or movie series or uh, t- television series, yeah. which is funny because I don't do it for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, gotcha. I, I could not care less about the origin stories of all these. But I'm shaking like, my head at Adam. Sorry, you listeners, you can see that. But. <laughs> the parallels that I saw between my love of Redwall uh-huh. as well as Star Wars is I'd love knowing every little detail about... Oh, all right, so this character came from here, which 
let take the Star Wars example. Like, yeah. you know, this character came from this planet, which is in this system, and the political backgrounds of this system oh is God. X, Y, and Z. <laughs> and these are the types of ships they build. But same thing for mm. Redwall, yeah. where you know you've got you know this tribe. Uh, you know, like Martin the Warrior's family was They're on the, this planet in this system yeah. and they're building this kind of ship and flying it through space. But they're also mice. <laughs> oh, sorry. Mice in space. <laughs> That'd be terrifying. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I think uh, one of the constants throughout the, throughout the book series is... And one of my one of my favorite parts is the badgers of Salamandastron and oh. the hares, and that warrior kind of almost samurai warrior culture mm. of uh, in in there. But the badgers have a really storied history, yeah, similar to the mice do in the way that Martin the warrior does. Um, but I, I really enjoy that and understanding like what the family trees are oh and God. where like who's the son of who kind of thing. <laughs> so, uh, Martin begat Isaac. <laughs> Martin, first of his name. <laughs> One book is just lists and lists of names. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that's like I said. You know, it. I think the way that. And it's a fairly simple, like, family structures, lore. Right. So it's not, you know, it didn't require an encyclopedia of, uh, of information to understand. Yeah. But it, but it allowed me to kind of create that in my own mind as I, as I read through the books. You were able, so it was deep enough for it to capture your interest, but simple enough that you could trace it and have your interest held enough to, like, learn it all and go through all those books. Yes. Cool. And I think that's something that um, a lot of young, young adult authors don't um, do well. Yeah. I I think Harry Potter does it really well. I think that's why a lot of people loved Harry Potter's because, you know, the, all the, the, the spinoff books and stories and and things that it, people want to be enveloped in that, in that kind of fantasy world. Totally. Uh, But they don't, you have to have it has to be accessible enough, as you were saying. Before. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, nice. So, so Daniel, oh god, I I would like to turn the tables back towards you. Oh wow, the turntables. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, and really, so when when you walked into the, when you and I spoke a couple of days ago, you were like, man, I just could not get through it. Yeah, um, I so again, I was definitely into the books. I was definitely into the books um, around the same time that you were and read quite a few of them. Um, didn't go back to read them like later in life. Uh, when we were talking about recording this episode, you lent me your copy of Redwall. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is quite aged. It is. Very, very, very dog-eared. I was very uh, careful with it. I didn't want to ruin it. You, you, there is probably uh, uh, stains of... Homemade hot root soup. <laughs> I was going to say you wrote <laughs> you wrote in the margins your uh, recipe for hot root and shrimp soup or whatever it is. Um, so, in leading up to this episode, I tried to read some of the. So I tried to read all of Redwall, the book, not the series, um, to try and remember why I liked it so much. And I just, I I thought like nostalgia would carry me through, but I really had a tough time reading the book. I got through maybe like to chapter nine, which is maybe 
through page 35 or something. Yeah. Um, but really what, and I consider it, I consider it to be a young adult book, but it is to me, not young adult, not adultish enough to, to capture my interest as a, an adult now. Um, like in, in the, what way? So the one thing that really got to me was how there were a lot of comments from the narrator. Like, um, do you mind if I borrow the book? This will be very interesting while I look for a particular <laughs> passage. <laughs> do, 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 do. That, like, well, listeners, we, we prepared you. This is the Passion Fruits Book Club. And uh, we actually assigned this one to everyone listening. So if you are not following along on page 35 with Daniel, you're no longer allowed to listen. Too bad. So sad. Bye-bye. I think, and maybe it's just a characteristic of this book, but the the descriptions of everything, and it's it's almost too story-like, sure. like story around a fire, like... Um, at the very end, uh, hold on. <laughs> I, I mean, the the style of the writing is definite is markedly different in the original Redwall versus in subsequent books. Yeah. So here we go. Here's a good. Uh, here's a good example. Um. Uh, I don't even know what they're talking about, but Ambrose made a few mysterious passes and produced the shell straight out of the mouth of an awestruck infant mouse. Was it magic? Of course it was. And then the chapter takes a break. So it's like... Uh, to... That's old Ambrose Spike, the cellar keeper. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> oh, no, I'm insulting Adam so much. <laughs> uh, it was just like too simplistic, too... And we talked about how Brian Jocks didn't like condescend towards younger readers, but it was too kind of like narrative heavy of giving explanations of every feeling and everything that was going on. And I really thought that I really thought I would, the nostalgia would help me carry through to read the entire book. Maybe I need to read. Cause again, we talked about the long patrol and yeah. that was your favorite book and my favorite book from Redwall. Maybe I need to read that one. Um, but I really, I really had a tough time like Getting through it, like like the author was holding your hand too much throughout. Exactly. The, okay. Yeah, I I can see that, and and I I don't know if it gets that much better in other books. Um, and and I I do think that the writing style is a little is a little bit more fluid. Gotcha. And like I I definitely noticed it about Redwall, uh, like this the book the original Redwall book because yeah. it's a little bit harder to get into. Yeah, and maybe that I mean. It clearly through 22 books or however many there are in the Redwall series, um, the, the writing style would change and maybe the Long Patrol was a different writing style that captured me when I was younger. I mean, the Long Patrol was 15 years after the original Redwall right. book. Right. So, so, and, you know, that would have been around the time that I'd started reading it. So maybe Brian Jacques' writing style was completely different or not completely different, but different enough that it kept my attention more or would keep my attention more now. Sure. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I just remember, I remember liking the book so much back then, but I don't know, man, it was weird. I, I, I thought it would have brought like back memories of 
simpler times and reading <laughs> Redwall books. But um, yeah, it was it was just like kind of a chore. I yeah. had to put it down. I'm so so sorry. Oh no no! I mean, it's, Adam is holding up a knife. <laughs> I can definitely see why. I I think what it what it had, and the reason I wanted to talk about it today too is I think there are a lot of. I, I would argue, not argue, I would say that Redwall is a little bit of a, despite how many books there are, yeah. it's a little bit of a forgotten series. Totally. Um, overshadowed by like Harry Potter's, Lord yeah. of the Rings, all, all these others. But I, I think the breadth and depth of the series is one that I want to hold on to the books. I think I'd like to introduce them to my children. Oh, gosh. If I were to have children at some point in yeah. time. But I think right when um, they're babies, you're like, you have yeah. to read this. <laughs> Let me read it to you. Here's your bicycle. Here's your red wall. <laughs> here, taste my res- Taste my hot root soup. <laughs> or whatever the heck it is. Like, no, Adam, don't put that in the formula. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, Lordy. Uh, but yeah, I, I, um, I said the reason that was a big reason I wanted to talk about it is is hopefully this discussion sparked a little bit of a little bit of nostalgia for our readers as well and our listeners. Readers, yeah. <laughs> uh, people could be reading our, the transcript of our podcast. Yeah, people only. We're we're a, uh, a hearing impaired friendly yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, and maybe it will. Um, and I'm I agree that Redwall is a series that I think has a very passionate following, um, but it's definitely smaller than the worldwide phenomenon of Lord of the Rings or Harry sure. Potter. And it really, it was a around that time that Redwall was getting written and Harry Potter was getting written. And then Lord of the Rings, of course, was written in the 40s and 50s and whenever. Yeah. Um, around that time when we were reading these books was when Harry Potter movies started coming out mm-hmm. and Lord of the Rings movies started coming out. And while there was an animated TV series of Redwall, I never watched that. Um, I didn't either. So it almost like... They're on YouTube. Oh, my God. And they're pretty bad. (laughs) Well, then, ring endorsement for Adam (laughs) on the Redwall TV series. Um, It's like a line-by-line transcript from the book. Oh, my God. And it's not... (laughs) Sounds amazing. Um, So, yeah, it's almost like the books have their devoted followings, but it missed out on the craze of turning fantasy stuff into movies and TV shows and stuff. So that's one thing I really wanted to talk about too, is I was always very curious as to why there weren't any like feature length animated films for Redwall. You think it would, they would be perfect for it too. Yeah. Cause like line, the witch in the wardrobe, obviously all the Harry Potters. Um, and yeah, uh, the Hunger Games, any any of those, yeah. and especially with the animation technology these days, yeah, uh, you've got a ton of different options, and and you know, fairly simplistic storylines. So right. You can you can com- compress it appropriately enough. Um, I and wonder. Then you've got so much source material for yeah, endless series of movies. I wonder if maybe Brian Jacques has e- either. He, during when he was alive, or his estate has some, um, not control issues, but some uh, issues with what kind of media they want to put out for Redwall. I would understand that. Um, I would respect that, too. Yeah, of course. Um, But yeah, I mean, especially with how Disney is just making live action 
versions of all their classic cartoon movies, yeah. live action CGI, which doesn't make any sense to me, but we can get into <laughs> it later. But um, I think I, from what I understand, re- doing my own separate research, I'll publish my paper later. Um, but I think there was supposed to be a Red Wall TV series that's supposed to come or like a movie that comes out at some point, but it's in like development hell. Uh, uh, there's a Redwall video game that is getting released on Xbox. It is on PC. What? Yeah. But I looked at it. It looks really, really shitty. Um, that's such a shame. Yeah. Like, uh, um, and that may be the issue is that there have been attempts to like the animated TV series. Like yeah. there have been attempts, but for some reason, transferring the people who have transferred that those stories and that you know they just can't do it into certain yeah. mediums i don't know because you know, that was the thing you know harry potter had a bunch of like video games oh yeah totally they're bad what <laughs> um, <laughs> take that back <laughs> but you, like the red wall series you would think would be right for a video game series because yeah. they're quest driven yeah and totally. have a bunch of different characters that are decently well balanced yeah. um like you would think like uh um, I, I would imagine that the Redwall series would be wonderful when it comes to like a sky, like semi open uh, like world Redwall RPG type yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, it would be pretty badass, but who knows? Oh well, that's a question for people who make more money than we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, great, Adam. I really appreciate you talking about Redwall with us today. And um. Did, was there anything else you wanted to say? No. Do you want no. to give your recipes for your red wall? <laughs> so I had my shrimp and hot root soup. Uh, what else did I have? I had... So just get... What else did I have? Tomato soup. Make <laughs> some shrimp. Put a lot yeah. of pepper in there. Yeah, it was fun. It's, 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 it's fun to walk down memory lane. It is very um, fun to walk and hold your hand while walking down memory da, lane with you. Da, da, da. Um, well, thank you again. Let's hop into recommendations. Oh, Yeah. Last time, we didn't recommend anything to each other. No, but I, I have I have a point. Oh, so God. Sarah and I just watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Fucking finally. Oh. Oh, and I can talk about a movie that I finally watched that you recommended <laughs> in the Metallica Yay! episode. All right, go ahead. So, so, so good. Dude. Uh, like. Yeah. The Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, really, really phenomenal animation. Yeah. Story. Very funny too. Yeah. I really liked it. I'm glad you watched it. Yeah, we were we thoroughly enjoyed it. Like it was I maybe it's because my expectations were a little bit lower despite everyone telling me that it was phenomenal, but I was blown away with every with everything that you said, like the dialogue, yeah. the the animation style was gorgeous. And how they blended all the different animation styles yeah. was very impressive. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Adam, you'll be happy to learn that I finally watched Free Solo. Yes. Um, I watched it uh, by myself because <laughs> it's definitely a movie that I talked to Katie, my wife, about. Um, <laughs> I told her that I watched it and she was like, I do not want to watch that at all because I think it would freak me out. And it was really, really good. Um, it definitely made like... I. At certain points, some of the camera shots, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. My hands, so high my up. palms are sweating just thinking about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I can't say much else than that has already been said, but yeah. it was really interesting seeing the um, main 
dudes. Now I'm forgetting this. Alex. Name. Alex, yeah. thank you. Seeing his relationships with people and his relationships with mountains and mountain yeah. climbing and free soloing and everything. I, I like the fact that the docu- the documentary medium got so much attention because of the because yeah, of it. Totally. As not just no I, I, I don't I, I think people think documentaries and they think like Ken Burns yeah. oh, style, yeah. which I love. Right. But at you know, it it was a lot more interactive and there was a lot more of a storyline associated with yeah. it as opposed to Totally. You know, even it was what is it, the Mr. Rogers one, uh, uh Won't You Be My Neighbor, which yeah. was made me cry. Oh um, yeah. But <laughs> but still not as much of a st- like a, like an a story arc throughout the right. entire uh thing. But yeah, well yeah. I'm glad you saw it. Yeah. yeah. Um let's talk a little bit about um so since we didn't do recommendations last time, we can say that uh Spider Man into the Spider Verse and Free Solo, but let's also talk about um, have you listened to Life's, Life's Rich Pageant yet, the REM album? No, sorry. <sighs> I have not. And I completely have stopped playing Shadow of Mordor. Okay. So we can talk about that a little bit. Cause I, so I've been playing this this different video game that's not new. It's called <laughs> it's called RimWorld. It's a computer game. It's basically like a colony management game. Oh. Um, but it's totally... Uh, have you ever heard of Dwarf Fortress? No. Okay. So RimWorld is this colony management game that has, everybody has, you get three colonists that you're supposed to manage and you're supposed to help them survive. But there's like a ton of stuff that's thrown at you and every colonist has their own goals and their own personalities. So there are a lot of random events that can like totally fuck your game up. Okay. Um, so I've been playing that a lot and I'll be honest, like the grind of Shadow of Mordor just got to be too much. Yeah. And it was just like, I would want to hop in for like 15, 20 minutes before going to bed. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I want to go kill that guy. And I couldn't because so many fucking orcs surrounded me. I'm just like, <laughs> God damn it. Like, get away from me. Um. So yeah, uh, I will probably go back to Shadow of Mordor just so I can say that I beat it. But it was, I don't know. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it anymore. I'm so I, sorry. I, I I almost gave up multiple times. Oh my god! Just, uh, but I I'm not a quitter. So, they should you know. do a documentary about you. <laughs> this Free is me. Shadow of Mordor. <laughs> me, me sitting in front of the TV, being like uh. <laughs> eating Cheetos. <laughs> um, Alex, Alex is like hangboarding from his van, yeah. and, I, and I'm like lifting up the remote. <laughs> <laughs> so heavy. <laughs> Muse, Muse, is, Muse is psycho plays in the back. Dun, 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 nice. Um, all right. So this week, what would you like to recommend to me? So I, I was thinking about what we want to do for recommendations, and maybe it's something where we make broader recommendations as to like you should check this out or our listenership should check this out. Okay. But I was thinking so next. Next uh, okay. next episode, we're yeah. talking about real time st- or uh, uh, turn based or just strategy games in general, right? Yeah. So, would you want to make a dual recommendation okay. to each other as to play to like get us back in the mood? Sure. To like play these. Okay. Yeah. What What game would you like to recommend? So, if we're talking about next episode and we're talking about turn based, and I know talking about it before, we're keeping it kind of broad yeah. in that turn-based games like i would really like you to play divinity original sin okay. too yeah um 
Is that on the PC? It's PC and Xbox. Oh, all right. I'll so, pick it up on the Xbox then. <laughs> um, so Divinity Original Sin 2 would be the turn-based video game that I would like to talk about. Okay. Um, so I would highly recommend that. It's basically D&D in video game form. It's fucking amazing. And I would recommend that you get onto the Divinity Original Sin subreddit. Okay. Maybe read a couple guides to kind of brace yourself. Um, Because else I'm going to die. Well, and that's kind of the point of the game is that it's not going to hold your hand. um, And you can really either screw yourself by making a bad character or help yourself by making a very good character. So the game has like, you can make a custom character or you can get a preset character that has like its own story and back background and lore and stuff. So, um, yeah. So check out Divinity Original Sin 2. I think it may be on sale for Xbox right now. It is on sale for PC right now. Awesome. Um, for you, I was thinking of a couple different ones. Um, have you played any of like the Total War series games? So I tried to play, I believe, Total War Rome. Uh-huh. I tried to play that a while ago, and I could not get into it. Okay. So, but I've always wanted to. I have Total War Warhammer for PC. Okay. Um, that I've been wanting to play. If you already have that, play it because okay. like the 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 concept, the game structure is yeah. similar. Okay. But yeah, I would play play uh, a Total, Total War, War game. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know I have quite a few of the total war games because they're with like steam sales and stuff they're always bundled together so they're always kind of like cheap like oh god adam hitting his microphone (laughs) rookie (laughs) amateur hour (laughs) they're always like five bucks or something so i just like to collect them and look at them and be like wow (laughs) um all right so i'll play a total war game yeah cool cool uh yeah so next time strategy games or turn-based games um, but thank you everybody for stopping by. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know what we would just <laughs> bless, bless you, Adam. Thank bless you. You, Adam. <laughs> you know what we would just love for you to do. We would love for you to tell a friend, tell a loved one about our podcast because that is how we grow. Or just tell anyone. Tell you don't have anyone. to be a friend or a loved one. You know what? what you, know how you, we... <laughs> we, you should go out on the street and just busk. All right. Here's playing. What you do. Our episodes. You explain what <laughs> podcasts are. Just use this line. Podcasts are like radio. <laughs> the internet radio. <laughs> and there's this great one called Passion Fruits Podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, spread the word. That's how really we grow and really how we just get into more people's ears is you sticking your headphones onto somebody's ears and being like, listen to this. Yes. Um, and people be loving ag- it. Be as aggressive as possible. Yes. It is. Uh, Hold a knife to their throats <laughs> to yep. listen to our podcast. You know what they say. Coffee is for closers and uh and yeah. passion fruits is for people. And always be closing. Yeah. A B C Oh God. A A B P F. Always be passion fruit. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh but so if you want to tell your friends and interact with us on social media, we are on Twitter at Passion Fruits Podcast 19. No, Adam. <laughs> Is passion fruits P two. <laughs> oh, but our but you can find us our official handle is passion fruits passion fruits pod 
Pa- Passion Fruits Podcast. Yes. Just look for that. Yes. That we're there. <laughs> and we're on Instagram at this. Passion. Adam should get this one correct. Passion Fruits Podcast. <laughs> and we're on Gmail at Passion Fruits Podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. We want to hear from you. Yeah, Tell us do. your deepest, darkest secrets. Wow. <laughs> um, and I'm on all social media at Dan is in the radio. And I'm on all social media at Adam dot Tay. Here we go. Adam did it. <laughs> hey, that was beautiful. I remember all my social media handles. Uh, all right, let's finish up with our famous Red Wall song. Oh yeah, Red Wall, Red Wall, Red Red Wall. Mice and stoats and, and weasels and ferrets and moles and rats and foxes. Yeah, <laughs> and carp. Carp. Oh yeah, that's right. Grayling, if you will. <laughs> oh Jesus! All right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>